Blog Talk Radio. I want to ask you a question, and that is, what is in your life's blueprint? This is the most important and crucial period of your lives for what you do now and what you decide now at this age may well determine which way your life shall go, 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 go. Over 24 million people that are going to lose health insurance. You can't continue to play with people's emotions like this, okay? Politics may be a game to you because you're in Washington, but it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. But it's not a game to us. Again, I refer back to a civilized society where no one, not even the President of the United States, is above the law. However, Trump has a blatant disregard for the law, and he only likes it when he stands to benefit from it. How selfish, 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 selfish. You're now listening to The Provocation. You're now listening to The Provocation. Real people, real conversation. Real people, real conversation. You ready? You ready? Let's go. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I think I'm ready. Oh, it's been a while. Yeah. We always say that, don't we? It's been a while. Yes, we <laughs> have been saying it lately. <laughs> yeah, man. But, you know, sometimes life gets in the way, man. You know, you can't help that. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're still here trying to give some good content, trying to inform people what's going on, trying to give people a place where they can just vent because there's a lot of BS going on in the country nowadays. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing about not being as consistent as we want to be is that, you know, you, you have something planned for the show, and if you can't do the show that week, about 30 different things happen within another week's span. So you can't, you can't really oh, fit yeah. everything in. You know? That's true. Yep, yep. So much is happening. You're absolutely right. Yeah. You ha- you got to try to get, I guess, the hottest things that you know are currently out there. Yeah. But in case y'all didn't know, you're listening to the provocation, real people, real conversations. My name is Ron. I'm one half of the dynamic duo. And as always, I got my boy with me. And I'm Ronald L. Felton, the father and son tag team. The views on this podcast are clearly the views of my son and myself, and not of any organization that either of us may be affiliated with. With that being said, we welcome you to Episode 77 in Season 3 of The Provocation. Yes, indeed. Like we always say about this time, if you're listening to live, we appreciate the love. If you're listening to the archive, we appreciate that, too. We're getting close to 3,000 listeners, man. Yeah, I'm checking that out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was um it's amazing to see that. You know, I think that we are going into this. We just kind of we didn't really have high expectations. It's something that we just we felt that we wanted to do and if it became successful then, you know, so be it. And you know, we we not where we want to be at with the show right now, but I think that we're moving in the right direction and it's good to see that. Mm-hmm. That some people are tuning in, you know. Yes, yeah. I was I was surprised to see that we got listeners out in uh out in Ireland. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. You know? I think um yeah with the uh with whatever adjustments they did to the uh, statistics in terms of the listening demographics, I think have uh have really uh worked out well because it seems to be reflecting. Uh, the stats more accurately, and uh, yeah. I, I definitely appreciate that. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty cool to see that. So, if anybody right now listening from Ireland, man, thanks for tuning in. You know, absolutely. I don't know what I don't know what y'all be doing out there in Ireland. You know, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> hit us, hit us up on Twitter or something at the underscore provocation. That's where the eight, not an A. Mm-hmm. Let us know what's going on out in Ireland, man. Maybe it's something you want to come on the show. And then about more than welcome. Absolutely. But uh, a lot going on. Hey, look, man, if you live up north, 
Be prepared for it to yeah. be extremely cold over the next oh, couple yeah. days. Yeah. Because um, they say in this this little um, this frost wave or whatever they want to call it is, is coming. I know even down here tomorrow it's supposed to be pretty cold in the morning. I don't know where it's going to be around the afternoon, but I think my wife mentioned to me something about they they saying that you can drop the kids off earlier or something like that. I don't know if you want mm-hmm. because it's supposed to be so cold tomorrow. I don't know what sense that makes. I figure the earlier you drop them off, the colder it's going to be, right? <laughs> yeah. So, so I don't know. But, yeah, it's supposed to be very cold. If you don't have to, if you don't have to go nowhere, stay your butt in the house, man. Seriously. You don't want nobody out there getting injured. You know, that weather is serious. Right. That weather is very serious. I think that, um, I mean, so far it hasn't been, well, not, not where I'm at. It hasn't been that rough of a winter, but we still got a long way to go. Who knows what's going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, ain't, ain't too much going on down here. Same old, same old. What's going on on your side, man? Uh, so, well, I can't say. I just uh, spent about the last week or so into in the hospital. I was uh, giving, working on some bio- antibiotics, still taking them until at least uh, Friday. And uh, I was released from the hospital last Wednesday and so forth. So I miss, uh, I miss uh, uh, Martin Luther King Day. I was supposed to participate in a program, uh, but... Uh, Fortunate for me, the program has been postponed until tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to attending it, although I'm not looking forward to the cold weather that may come with it, but I'm looking forward to that. I'm happy to be out of the hospital, uh, moving about and everything. Uh, It's cold up here, yes. It snowed up here yesterday, and uh, Mm -hmm. because they were supposed to have the program uh, yesterday, because it was canceled last week, and then they had to postpone it again uh, until t- tomorrow. So uh, yeah. we're looking forward to it, looking forward to uh, participating in the program, as we always try to do something on uh, Dr. King's birthday, on on holiday, uh, celebrating Dr. King, and uh, we always try to do something in the community. All right. Well, first, I'm glad to see you out the hospital. That you're doing a lot better. That's 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 a good thing. Thank and, you. Um, I wish I could, wish I could be there for the celebration. I'm pretty sure you'll tell me all about it, though. You know. Yeah. Oh, and I like to say okay. I like to just add your mother's been a good nurse, man, giving me the antibiotics and stuff like that. So she's been very much on top of it, and uh, she's she's been real good at it. That's good. That's good. But, yeah, like I said, it's glad to see you out there. That going strong. That way we can get the show going again, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, so much has happened over the last two weeks. I don't even know where to start, man. I think um, let's just start somewhere positive. So um, recently, mm-hmm. Senator Kamala Harris has thrown her name into the uh, – equation for a possible presidential run. Right. Twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um I mean I was I mean, okay, I'll say this. I think what surprised me is when she the day she announced it in Oakland, the fact that you had oh, what, twenty, thirty thousand people just waiting for her. I didn't know there mm-hmm. was so much of a buzz behind um Senator Harris, you know? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, I, I don't really know a lot about her, but I've gotten to know right. a lot more over these past two weeks. And, um, mm-hmm. I mean, she seems to be talking about all the right things, you know? Right. Now, the thing is, though, I think that based on what's been happening as far as, you know, presidential, the election, everything leading up to it, you still get kind of skeptical because you don't want to just fall into the trap of people telling you what they, what you want to hear, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I will say this, though. I don't get a sense that she's not being genuine in what she says, which is a very positive thing because 
Um, people people are going to read you from head to toe nowadays, um, especially based on the stuff that we're going through with this current president. Yeah. Um, I liked her speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I like what she, you know, that she, um, some of the policies that she's looking to put forward, some of the things that she supports seems seems pretty awesome. Um, like I said, the main mm-hmm. thing is just can we follow can we follow through with them? Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing maybe of a, of a, of a more detailed um, description of what she what she plans to do. I think she's going to have to do that in order to differentiate herself from probably the 20, 30 plus people who are going to be running for president on the Democratic side. You know. Yeah, I think you're right, and I think in the, in the past there appears to be a reluctance among candidates to basically uh, get very detailed into the various uh, policies that they want to try to uh, implement. And I think that might be because if you get very detailed, it then opens it up to more critique and so forth. But I think uh, with uh, the voters' uh, participation today uh, and they're looking for more uh, exact, uh, detailed information. I I don't know if they're going to be able to continue to uh, launch a campaign and and just uh, address policy issues in broad strokes without getting a little bit into the weeds. So I was at my boy's house yesterday, and we were Uh talking about – Senator Harris running for president and uh, he brought up a good point. He was like, you know, I, I think that she would be an excellent president. I think she's a, a amazing candidate. He was like, my only worry is that will, will people vote for her as a black woman? Right. Is the country, is the country, I mean, after the current guy that's in office and the people that he's emboldened at this time, um, would people be willing to vote for a black woman to be president? Because now, I mean, not only is she black, which, you know, obviously gives some people reservations, she's also a woman. Yeah. There's probably a lot of, a lot of men reservations. You see what I'm saying? Right. So do you, do you think that that's going to be a big issue for her? During her presidential run, I think there's still going to be remnants of uh, male chauvinism who just can't see a woman uh, leading them. I think you're still going to have right. that. That may be coming more so from uh, uh, the older generation, the generation just of, just before mine, and maybe less so in my generation, and probably even less or so in yours. So I think that could be a factor, uh, but I don't know if it'll be the uh, sole factor. Uh, What I see here, uh, I would like for uh, a person, I I like the idea that now you see a diverse array of people throwing their hats into the ring. And Mm -hmm. that wouldn't have been imaginable um, back when Obama ran. And that's why many of us, the jury was out until Obama won uh, Iowa, the Iowa caucus. Mm -hmm. And when he won that, people, even uh, people from the African-American community had to take another look at this person and say, whoa, if you can win in Iowa, which is predominantly white, then that means you stand a shot. And so that opened the door. So now it's not like this this, this, this um, uh, shocking thing to see a person of color run. But you did have people, I think, Shirley Chisholm, I think long ago was the first person that might have ran of color. Then you had, uh, uh, well, at that time, I think Dick Gregory, but he was more of a comedian, and they might have taken him as serious. Then you had Jesse... Then you had Al Sharpton, so and then uh, you know Barack Obama came along, and uh, uh, he was successful. 
you know, successful. So it opened the door up for many other candidates of color. And if you look at the midterms, people that were running for governorships, like Stacey Abrams and uh, uh, the gentleman from Florida. Um, uh, so, uh, you know, that right there. And they were in very, they were in a very competitive race. And this is in, in the South. So I would think they would enjoy uh, a lot more uh, positive reception the further north they go as well. I would hope, you know. You know, you know what's funny? You know, um, what's that? I haven't, I haven't noticed. I haven't noticed that the current president has said anything about Kamala Harris. Have you noticed that? Because usually he got something to say about everybody. You know, he calls Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas. Um, well, I think he might be waiting until the field narrows, and uh, then he just focus on, you know, uh, and that, and that, that whole that naming thing is playing out. And so forth. Uh, but whoever uh, emerges as the Democratic nominee just has to be able, uh, if he's going to be the person they're running against, take him on. But I will say this something that you may not would have imagined uh, as much as uh, maybe four months ago there may be, there may be Republicans challenging him uh, for the Republican nomination. And I think this this uh, shutdown and uh, this stuff that's going on with the uh, with the intelligence agencies and and uh, I think you may see more Republicans now grow the spine that they did not appear to have during the first two years to actually challenge them because and I think what's facilitating that is this this whole shutdown thing because. The Republicans, I don't believe, are going to go for another shutdown. I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I think what's going to happen, if anything, Trump is going to have to declare this emergency he's been threatening to do. So, I mean, if another Republican, I, I don't really see any Republican that has a chance against winning against uh, Trump at this point in time. I mean, who, who, who would come to mind that you think has an actual chance to beat him well, in I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. You're right. As far as looking at the looking at the solid support that he has of the base. And let's say the reason his numbers like when they stay hover around this 30 some because at least at least at least uh 29% of that is a solid base. Now, it may, right. other may be just other Republicans and so forth, but that's that solid base. You may have some independents and um, even some Democrats and so forth. So that's what gets his number up around that 36, 37, something like that. But as long as he has, if he can hold on to that base, which this, this, this shutdown could, could have caused that to fray somewhat, and then the threat of another shutdown that could further cause an erosion of the base and so forth. And with this constant drip, drip, drip resulting from the Mueller investigation, that could cause further erosion. So uh, he may still come out the victor, but if it's only one other person running against them or two other people, that may cause we, we we I think we have to see, but as as of right now, yes, I think he would probably win with the hold that he has on the base. Yes. Right. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, honestly, what are they going to say at this point in time? Like, if you run against Donald Trump, what are you going to say that that will differentiate yourself? Because you pretty much aligned yourself with everything that he's done up until this point. So what makes you different? Well, I, I think the person that would run against him would be someone that wasn't part of the uh, Republican leadership. Okay. Yeah, but, uh, but even that's what I'm saying. Though, who who is that person going to be? You look at they don't have to be part of the Republican leadership. Who in the Senate is going to be that person? Who in the House would be that person to run for president? 
Seriously. I'm not even thinking it's going to be someone in the Senate or even someone in the House. I'm thinking it's someone outside of Washington, D.C. I'm thinking more of an ex-governor uh, or maybe even a former a former senator, a former congressman, something to that effect. But uh, I don't think it's going to be someone. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, unless all of a sudden uh, they display something that we haven't seen in the last two years. I think I think nobody challenges him. I think that he's going to be probably against against their own liking. He's going to end up being the um, he's going to end up winning the primary again for the Republicans. Because I don't really see anybody that can say anything based upon their own behavior. Well, president. they see the only other thing, then the only other thing that could possibly change that change that calculation is if say say Mueller gets done with his report. Mm-hmm. Now that can have an impact on who gets into the race. Now. Uh, uh, now, most people. I'm not. I ain't gonna say most, but I'm, I, I would say, I would say a majority of the people probably trust Mueller and trust that he will do a thorough and complete and honest investigation. Now, if the results of the investigation are for those of us who might be saying, "Well, this man just from appearance sake." looks like he's, well, from appearance sake, looks like he's unqualified to be in that position and he should be impeached and all that. Now, if it if it leads to that, then okay, uh, we're somewhat satisfied. If it doesn't lead to that, now we may not be happy with uh, the results if it doesn't lead towards impeachment and stuff like that, but being that Mueller did it and he didn't, he didn't get to the point where he was able to prove this thing of collusion, but you have all of these associates, all of these Russian ties, and all of these people who are high up in his campaign that had these contacts with Russia. I've never seen so much Russian contact from uh, high political figures. So I, I, I think I think I think just based on what we've seen thus far with the indictment, with the guilty plea. Uh, uh, with the ones that were found guilty, uh, I, I don't know how that's going to play. Come uh, if that will inspire others to maybe run against him. I don't know. Yeah, yeah those who are guilty, sort of like um, <clears throat> like Roger Stone, right? Oh hell no! <laughs> I ain't, you know yeah, I, right. I don't want to spend I don't want I don't want to spend no time on Roger Stone because he loves the spotlight. Yeah, and, um, yeah. You know, he sits there. I mean, the guy gets indicted for all these charges. Um, that pretty much means he's going to jail, and all he can do is go on the on the steps of the courthouse and throw up the Nixon sign. I mean, it's like it's just blatant, it's blatant arrogance. That's what it is. Blatant arrogance. Well, he's repeating the same lines. If you listen to some of these the programs that he's on, he's basically parodying what Trump is saying and stuff like that. So, uh, I mean, these people need to just be seen for the fraud that they are, the con men that they are, what they call them, grifters, yes. which is basically con men, basically, you know what I'm saying? So uh, they should be seen for the con people that they are. So, uh yeah, I, I I just don't. I think, man, the, the whole thing, Ron. I think a lot of people, even though they say uh, they would support another uh, shutdown, I believe that's bull. I, I, I believe that's bull, and I know, I know uh, that the Republicans are not going to support uh, another shutdown. So it's going to be all on Trump if he. If he uh, does this uh, this uh, national emergency thing, which based on the testimony that was given by the uh, intelligence leaders uh, before Congress, none of the things, none of the things, they, they didn't even mention, they didn't mention nothing about 
the, the southern border uh, near Mexico. Yeah. It was all about uh, basically ISIS, basically uh, Syria, uh, 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 Russia, uh, mm-hmm. you got China, you got uh, 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 what was it, uh, North Korea. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and even after all that, the current president still says that they were not telling the truth and that some of them should go back to school. Oh, hell no. You know, you know what gets and me to run. Go ahead. Oh, go let, ahead let me just say this. Let, let me say this, right? Because this this right here, this is probably one of the biggest reasons that I get pissed off every day knowing that this man is the president, okay? Yeah. Because I would like to know with no former intelligence training and these are the people that you appointed in these positions that you praise when you did it that have been doing this their whole life you're going to ignore what they say and just go about your own beliefs so I'm trying to figure out if you're not listening to what your own intelligence community is telling you that you appointed where are you getting your information from? So I think people should be really scared about that because at this point, it's only two options as to the places he's getting his information from, right? Mm-hmm. One is Russia. That's one. Mm-hmm. Two would be from the likes of the Ann Coulter. Uh, what's, it, what's the guy name that does the InfoWars show? Oh, Alex Jones. Jones. Alex Jones or Rush Limbaugh. That's crazy. Yeah. You don't believe don't your own Sean United Hannity. States inter- yeah, Sean Hannity. You don't believe your own United States intelligence officers, the ones who have been doing this their whole life. You don't believe what they're saying, but you're willing to listen to conspiracy theories in order to create U.S. policy. You mean to tell me that doesn't scare anybody else? You're just going to look over that like it never happened? Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's ridiculous at this point in time, man. Yeah. And for anybody that supports this man to sit there and say that that's okay, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, uh, first of all, you know, I mean, I get so frustrated when I hear things like this, this uh, he's having these private meetings with uh, uh, our foreign adversaries without any uh, American translators in the room. And then he, if there is one in the room, he then takes the notes and, and uh, makes the person promise not to uh, say anything. Uh, yeah. So that 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 right there draws suspicion, and yeah. the more the more and more that I hear these things, and the more and more I'm convinced that this president is a Manchurian president. He's mm-hmm. a president that was in, that was helped uh, that was installed by a foreign government, and the sad part about it. I feel as if though our country has been invaded and not a single shot has been fired. And that was possible because of the biases that we have within our own country. The the the, the large one is the racial bias, then the other things too, the gender bias, the sexual orientation bias, the religious biases. Uh, the ethnic the ethnic bias, all of these different biases were exploited during the 2016 election and so forth, and they used these things, these very biases that exist within our country to further divide our country. You're talking about the country has never been as divided <clears throat> as it is now. You know, all that talk, they talked about Obama now. Yeah, Obama didn't do nothing. Obama was at least constantly, constantly preaching the message of unity, the message of right. people coming together, the message of people working together. This this president is constantly 
preaching the message of division. And I just get irritated that people, I don't know if they just can't see through it or they choose not to see through it. I just don't know. They have to choose not to at this point because it's it's every single day is something new. Every single day. I mean, this that whole thing with the intelligence community, it's literally like it's like me walking up to Michael Jordan and being like, you know nothing about basketball. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I would be an idiot. You know what I'm saying? I would be an idiot to say that. He would look at me yeah. like I was crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let's let's I mean mm-hmm. just, I'm convinced that at this point in time they just don't care. Because let's look at the last, let's look at the past month, right? Right. What this, this current president has done, right? You shut down mm-hmm. the government over a wall that nobody wants but you and your base, I'm assuming, right? Right. Just to end it by signing the same deal you could have signed back in December. Yep. Yep. So, so people lost a month of pay for no damn reason. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Then on top of that, I mean, is the current president and his henchmen intimidating witnesses? Oh hell like, no! Mm-hmm. Is, are we watching the Are we watching the Godfather? Or are we watching the presidency? Oh hell no! I mean, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> Michael Cole is saying that he doesn't want to testify now in public because of the threats that are being made against his father-in-law and his wife. Yeah. And it's only two people who came up and said something about that, Rudy Giuliani and the current president. That's mm-hmm. it. And this behavior doesn't alarm anybody. No. It's crazy. No. It's absolutely no. crazy to me. And, and it's sad. Go ahead. I was going to say, honestly, at this point, man, you know, I know we talk about Trump a lot, and he's just, he's just going to do it. He, he's just a certified idiot to me. He's, he's the worst mm-hmm. thing as far as a president that could have happened to this country, in my opinion. And I don't care if anybody doesn't like that. At this point, you can kiss my ass because the evidence is on the wall. Okay? <laughs> okay I'm serious. Uh, I hear another you, thing, man. too, another thing, too, um, I think we have, I think the Republican Party is coming to an end at this point because what do you stand for at this point? Mm-hmm. Can we even call you can we still call you Republicans or should we just call you Trumpettes? That's what we should just call mm-hmm. you at this point in time. Like mm-hmm. look at the dude Miss McConnell, right? Miss McConnell doesn't say anything at all throughout the whole the whole um shutdown, right? All of a sudden he's just right. ain't got nothing to say. Doesn't want to bring bills to the floor that are in the shutdown because he knows that his party will also vote in favor of it to end it because we should not be doing shutdowns over something stupid as a wall. Everybody right. wants border security. We can get on board with that. Technology exists. Why are we going to build a big-ass wall across the damn border? Why? Why are we going to waste that money? Why? Yeah. Yeah, the, gov- and, and, and the government stop, should never be shut there, down. Man. <clears throat> I don't know if you know this today, right? Yeah. Today, the Democrats in the Senate, they brought a bill to the floor trying to make uh, voting day a federal election day a federal a federal holiday. Right. So it would allow people to get up and vote rather than having to worry about going to work and stuff like that. You can get out right. and you can vote. Right? Mm-hmm. Miss mm-hmm. McConnell, he Miss McConnell the guy who's a so-called red-blooded American Republican, right? Mm-hmm. He argues against that bill. Okay? Oh, hell no. Do you know what his argument was? What his argument was? His argument is that it would give Democrats an advantage. You know what? And he's probably right. But, but you know what? Reason. That's not a good enough reason. It's not, not a good enough reason because no. the, the, the right to vote, that's an American right, okay? So I would think as an American, you would want everybody to have an opportunity to vote. But clearly, he just exposed what the Republican Party is about. 
well, the more they can he, the more they can suppress he, the vote, the better yeah. odds they have of winning. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. That's what that's what that's all about. That's about uh, suppressing the vote. Basically, we came out publicly and confirmed what many had stated and suspected for many years and so forth. And because you would think, you would think, where okay, the hypocrisy comes in here where we go into these other countries saying that the people should have a voice in who, who their leadership is. And so then we're saying that all the people should have a voice. When we go into a country, we don't say some people should have a voice only certain people should have a voice. We say all the people should have a voice. And then from all the people participating, they come up with the leadership that they choose and so forth. So, But we can go around the world preaching something like that, but we don't enforce it here in our own country. And when the biggest mistake the Supreme Court made was in that Shelby I forgot the thing. It was the Shelby versus something, but where they they uh, they rolled back the uh, clearance for uh, determining uh, voter uh, voter discrimination and so forth. Where where states where states would employ these methods that would discourage uh, people of color from registering and voting, and it would make it harder for people to do that. You see, like in North Carolina, they said they, they recently overruled North Carolina, but they said they did right. something that was so surgical, with surgical precision, targeted at basically the African-American community. So this whole thing, the Republicans have always been, uh, at, at least since I've been aware, they've always been focusing on how they could suppress the vote. And so... Uh, something's going to change here and we just need to continue to participate in the political process. Now, for instance, you have voters that were ex-felons in Florida whose rights have been restored. And that passed by the voters of Florida, said their rights should be restored. They served their time, so their rights should be restored. So now that's going to have an impact. Yeah, it, it's just it's crazy, man. It's such a, I mean, for him to actually go up there in the chamber in front of everybody and say the reason it's a bad idea is because it gives Democrats the advantage. So, so, <laughs> so what you're saying is when more people are able to vote, Democrats are more likely to win. That's not yeah. That's not a voting problem. That's pro- that's a Republican problem. That should tell you something about yeah. yourself. Exactly. Maybe you exactly. should maybe you should open up your tent to other people so they feel comfortable entering your party. You know? Maybe we should right. eliminate that racist tone that's going on in the party. Maybe we shouldn't support a president who's as conflicted as Donald Trump so much. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That sounds like a good idea. I would think that and, would be a signal that you need to work on yourself. And and not only that, then you got on top of it, right? You gotta you yeah. gotta currently you have the House Intelligence Committee. Okay? Now the Republicans have refused to name uh committee members and they doing this to delay the House Intelligence Committee committee from releasing transcripts of uh, people who appeared before them and testified to Mueller so that Mueller can make the determination if these people lied to Congress or not. So again, this is where this is where you know people are putting uh, they're putting they're putting party above country, and I, and not just and, and and that's a hard thing for me to. To, to wrap my hands around. I mean, we're supposed to be patriotic, regardless whether we're Democrats, Republicans, Independents. We're also supposed to be patriotic for our country, but we seem to be, in this case, the Republicans seem to relinquish that patriotism 
uh, in favor of party. Clearly. And look, we got our own stuff going on, and we're not paying attention to nothing that's going on around the world, man. Like, I hear today that you got the Russians distorting information from, from the Mueller investigation to try to discredit it. You got that going on. Then wow. there's another thing where North Korea is starting to meet with Russia. They're trying to yeah. form an alliance. Mm-hmm. You already got Russia and China working together to form an alliance. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, we're just trying to make it through each day with our current president. But we got all this stuff, this other stuff going on around the world. We can't even handle all this stuff. And you know what? You know what brings? What, what, this brings the question, man. If if our intelligence agencies are contradicting what our president is saying, mm-hmm. how much sensitive is this man? How much sensitive information is this man uh, privy to? That's, and, that's uh, my concern. So here's the thing, though. Now, that's, that, we just just gonna just gonna just give me a bear with me a little bit here. Now, it just yeah, so right. happens. Let's just look at this thing. And say Mueller report comes out, and just say it does point to uh, collusion by Trump and, and obstruction by Trump, all of these things by Trump, because no one can explain the positions that our president takes against our foreign adversaries. Now, say just so happened, he does get impeached by the Congress, goes to the Senate, and say enough Republicans, which I doubt it would be, but just say it does in fact happen, that he does in fact get indicted. Now, what happens in that case? Is he stripped? But you can't strip his mind of all the information that he was made privy to so do he still uh, does he still uh, get the benefits of being a president? Whoever, even though he did, he not resigned, but he was convicted and found guilty and impeached. What happens in that case if it should happen? But well, I doubt it would happen. But if it right. should happen, what happens in that case? I got a suggestion. I got a suggestion of what Go ahead. Why don't we just send his ass to Russia since he loves it so much? That's a good idea. Let's send him there. Yeah. Since you love Russia so much, you want to work with them so much, go live there. Build all the Trump towers you want in Russia. Yeah. And then you got on top of it. See, this is this is what bothers me, Brian. Because we can't we can't, you know, you and I cannot sit and talk about some of the other things. It might be going on in the hood and stuff like that. Why? Why are we so focused with national politics? Because we've never had a president that is occupying every every day is occupying the news media every day, right. every single day. Right. You know. Now you got Steve Mnuchin who released the sanctions against. The oligarch, which there's a conflict oh, of interest. Hell no. Yeah. So he has a personal conflict of interest because of some monetary gain or something he stands to gain from 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 releasing these sanctions and so forth. It's just like, man, this is this is the most corrupt administration I've ever seen in my lifetime. I've ever seen. I, I can be yeah. honest with you, I've never seen an administration so corrupted this one. I mean, it's just robbing the country, man. That's all it is. Yeah. You know, you get, yeah. anytime you got a, a guy like Steve Mnuchin, this is like early on in the presidency, right? Yeah. They sit here talking about how they, they for the people and, you know, the forgotten working man and all this crap like that, right? Meanwhile, mm-hmm. him and his wife riding on, you know, government government planes and she posting pictures on Instagram tagging all the different clothes designers that she's wearing at the time. Yeah, that seems like right. she's so in touch with the working with the working people. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yeah. And they sit there and they still support these people, man. Like they do they do not have your best interests in mind. I'm sorry. They can get mad at me all they want to. 
because you know you just. But in some people's minds, Trump just can't do no wrong, man. He can't do any wrong. Yeah. Mhm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I wonder. I, I wonder how with, with those people. I would ask them to, um, you know, start utilizing some of this technology and do some research. Or you may want to question the way you were raised. Or how about this? Get out your comfort zone and go go visit somewhere for a little while and actually talk to those people that that this man talks about all the time. And you may come out with a different perspective. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You can't. You can, some people like, probably sit there. Somebody, I mean, I mean to cut you off, but some, some people probably sit there and say, yeah, yo, Trump was right. All these Mexicans are rapists and murderers. And probably never talked to a Mexican person in their life. Yep. So you just gonna base your assumption off what one person says. That's like mm-hmm. that's like when people talk about. We talked about this earlier today. When people say, "Well, I already think Trump is racist." Well, I'm sorry. I'm referring to my white people out there. I want to ask you in return: What form of racism have you have you experienced? So how how, how do you determine? What's racist to a black person or a Hispanic person or one of these people from a shithole country that Trump said? How do you determine what's racist to them if you've never experienced racism yourself or been mm-hmm. in their shoes? Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. When do we start using some logic when it comes to this stuff, man? And it's even common sense. So, yeah. Is that, and not only that, people could have experienced some form of ethnic discrimination uh, in their life, and well, not in their particular lifetime, but in the in the in the uh, in their families, uh, in the generations of their families. Like when people first came over to this country, the different ethnic groups, the Irish, the Polish, the Italians, you know, they experienced forms of the uh, ethnic discrimination. But now that it's not happening to me and it's happening to someone else, you don't, you don't, you can't, you can't, you can't even empathize with those people to see how you right. felt when you were being subjected right. to that type of a treatment. And we're still getting right. it. It's not like something that happened back in that we can refer to back in history. It still happens this very day. Right. Every day, every day. I get this uh, newsletter from Diversity News or something like that. It's always uh, citing an example of gross discrimination uh, that's taking place uh, in somewhere in this country, gross discrimination. And, and it's being done, and what's happening, it seems to be happening much more frequently now than it did two years ago. I mean, speaking of that, let's talk about what happened to the young man, uh, Jesse Mollett. Oh, let's talk about hell that. No. Oh, yeah, or Empire? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this man's just minding his business. I don't know whether he was walking home or what, and he's attacked. They poured bleach on him, put a noose around his neck. They're talking about this is MAGA country. So, yeah, they said, anybody yeah, they out there. Yeah, yeah. for anybody out there thinking that this current president didn't play a part in the racial tension that's going on in this country right now, don't be an idiot, mm. okay? Mm-hmm. This is confirmation of people screaming it out, saying that this is MAGA country over an action where they, they pour bleach on a man, beat him up, and put a noose around his neck. Now, right. is that racist? Mm-hmm. Or do you, do, you still not, do you still not know what racism is? Or, do, or that's not, that doesn't seem racist to you? Or just mm-hmm. an isolated, a isolated incident. A isolated no. incident. Yeah. Come on, yep. man. Mhm. It's, it's terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like something like that. So people don't realize, right? They think that you're just supposed to go through that, get over it, and uh, basically because of the awareness you brought to it, it's not going to happen again. No. Something like that. That young man is going to probably be afraid to go anywhere by himself. Maybe for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Not only that, he was humiliated in front of people. Yeah. Humiliated. 
They poured mm. bleach on this man, put a noose around mm. his neck. Not only is that a crime, that's humiliating. Mm-hmm. We got to wake up, man. Like, this, this, this mm. is what's going on right now. On, on top of where we at as a country, we just got a man in the White House running crazy. That at this point in time, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a slight form of dementia. I think there's, there's no enough, lot of answers. I think there's enough circumstantial evidence to bring into question this man's mental capacity to run this country. Um, and some of it is just mean spirited, where uh, it's all about uh, uh, it's all about benefiting his family <clears throat> and using uh, using the uh, federal government, um, the, the the United States, as a means to go into these countries. Now these private talk that he having with uh, North Korea and Kim Jong Un. I bet they ain't even nothing about them but listen, miss. I bet they about trying to set up a Trump motel or hotel or something over there in North Korea. You know what or, I'm saying? Or, or, he's trying to, or he may be feeding him information that he's got from somebody regarding the Mueller investigation. Who knows? Well, like you said, this stuff that's come out, what you just mentioned, which I, I hadn't heard, that I just heard it from you about now that he's got the Russians trying to discredit. But I'm hoping that I'm hoping that the, our our uh, our intelligence officers and so forth are have been at least at least uh, 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 smart enough to invest in the uh, security of the uh, files like the Mueller file, uh, top secret information and stuff like that. I'm hoping that there's a lot of uh, of uh, walls. Uh, that they would have to try to get through uh, to be able to penetrate the, the cyber attack that's taking place. And, and they've already said in testifying before Congress that yeah. they're not stopping. They're going to increase their game in far as cyber, 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 uh, you know, cyber attacks, you know? They said that they think Russia and China will be interfering with the next election. I don't doubt it. It's a both. I don't doubt it. Because they're you know, It's like, huh? The, the worst thing about it is we got an administration that's most likely doing nothing about it because yep. it favors them. So mm-hmm. look, I'm going to tell you, like, let me, let, me read, let me read you this real quick because this stuff like this that pissed me off, right? This is Sarah Sanders today, right? Right. She said, I think God calls all of us to fill different roles at different times, and I think that he wanted Donald Trump to become president. And that's why he's there. You know what? Oh, hell no. So, I guess, yeah, I'm reading this on Facebook. They're saying pretty much, I guess, Sarah Sanders forgot that he, that guy must have also won Hillary Clinton to win the popular vote. <laughs> so, yeah, so you like, know what? As strange as it sounds, this could be a wake-up call. It shows America what happens when you don't vote. It shows America when you are so disgusted with a person such as Hillary Clinton that you can bring yourself to vote for Donald Trump. It, you know, it shows that you've been following... It's supposed to be following a Republican Party that for years yep. has been screaming that Democrats are taking advantage of their voters. Meanwhile, they've been doing it the whole damn time. And then you elect a person. They pass this giant tax bill. I don't know how many people down the line benefited from it, but they passed this tax bill, and now the uh, deficit is higher than it's ever been and so forth. So these are people who are supposed to have been the uh, keepers of fiscal responsibility and so forth. It's just how much can each person uh, enrich themselves through uh, these big tax breaks 
that were given largely to the top, I would say, 1%, maybe even less than that. It's just crazy to me, man. Like, we... I hope this is a wake-up call because we can't go through this back-to-back. Ain't no way that we could, we could survive as a country. I don't think we could survive another four years as a country, to be honest. I, yeah, I think, uh, <clears throat> I think, like I said to you just a minute ago, I think this was a wake-up call for everyone to let them know how important their votes are. So if you don't uh, participate in the process and you allow this type of thing to happen. Now, by the way, Ron, and we may not have much time to speak on this, how do you feel about uh, Schultz, uh, the, the former CEO of Starbucks, getting involved, running as an independent? How do you feel about that? Because I know you were uh, once a Democrat. You moved to the independent party. How do you feel about that? Or as um, an independent? I think he should chill out. That's that's my personal opinion. I think he should chill out. If you want to fight for something, how about you fight for first uh, getting open primaries? Let's mm-hmm. start with that. Maybe maybe you want to start at a, at a more local level um, mm-hmm. as far as government. You know, maybe run for mayor somewhere, maybe a congressman or a senate. Work your way up because although he may be completely different when it comes to character for, uh, from Donald Trump. He's still a businessman with no political experience. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I like his story. The fact that he, you know, he's from the projects of Brooklyn, worked his way up, Starbucks. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. That's a positive. I think he could be beneficial in other ways to the country right now. I don't really right. think that um, this ain't the time to make it easier for Donald Trump to become president again. This ain't that time. Mm-hmm. And they could, you can argue all you want to Well he should have the right to run he, he does, I'm not saying he doesn't I'm just saying If he was truly concerned about the direction the country is going in He should realize that at this time Him running Could put in danger Puts us in danger Of having another four years under Donald Trump Right I think our main focus at this point in time Should be to get him out of office That should be our main focus Mm-hmm. Personally, and I ain't saying like this to just make stuff up to make. He's already he already, he does enough on his own to make himself look bad. Let the Mueller right. investigation finish. Let's organize our grassroots movements. Get out and vote and put somebody with some some common sense in the office next time around, please. Well, you know, this is where I might be naive. I'm thinking that people have learned their lesson from 2016. And I don't think people are going to make the same mistake they made in 2016. I think they, again, see just how important it is for them to cast their ballot. And uh, I just hope that, I don't know, I don't know. I I, I do believe this, Ron, and I know I gotta be quick. I do believe this. At some point in time, there may become this third party because one of the things that I had even said that I was frustrated with with the Democrats was that they didn't seem to show enough backbone. However, this right. new wave of Democrats that have come in since the midterm seem to be uh, addressing that and so forth. And uh, so I, I just have to play it out and see how it goes. But I think right. eventually down the road, there may be an opening for a third party, possibly. Yeah. I believe it. I think that um, it's something we can work towards getting that. But as of right now, let's just, let's just do what we got to do to get to now in the office. Yeah. That. Yeah. But we at the end of the show, another good one, man. We, we got so much more to talk about. Which, like yeah. I said, we can't fit it all in. But um, real quick, you got anything you want to say before we get out of here? Hey man, I said it all. I hear that. Well, another good episode. Thank y'all for listening to the provocation, real people, real conversations. <laughs>